Hello to you and welcome to Mastering Success, hosted by yours truly, Brett D. Scott. Mastering Success is a platform for successful individuals to share their journey, inspire, and give hope to us all. Speaking about hope, if you're interested in reading my triple best-selling book, I Fly, a collaborative anthology of 20 authors sharing their stories of triumph through some very trying adversity, you'll find the link on this page or check Amazon to order. Without further ado, let us turn on the mic, turn up the speakers and listen to this next episode with anticipated excitement. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome, 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 Crystal. I'm super excited and I've been excited since, for me, it was Sunday, for you it was Saturday. Um, your mum was trying to uh, FaceTime me while I was driving my car and I hadn't clicked at that time when she was trying to FaceTime me. I totally forgot what time it was in the US of A and she was obviously trying to FaceTime me to say, hey, Crystal has won. Crystal has won. And, you know, I'm just going to take some people back uh, to how it all started and then what I'd love to do is I'll ask you some questions and I'll get you to just give me your feeling on it because, like, this isn't just a journey of for, for you and me, like a couple of months or a few months. The journey for you is like a big, long one, right? And we, you're my first ever, so everyone knows, and some people may not have seen your first episode, but you are the first ever repeat guest on my show. And there's a big reason for it, not just because of, um, of the award, but it's like for me, it, it's like uh, there's so much personal enjoyment from what you've been able to do. Because, and the reason I wanted to share it, especially right now, like with the fact that we're coming to the end of 2020 and the fact that this show is all about helping other people it's not just to highlight, you know, wow, how amazing is Crystal? Because you are. But it's not just about that. It's about how does what Crystal has done, how, does, how, do, how can I get something from Crystal that I can take into my life and actually apply it and actually have my own success? You might not want to win an Emmy, um, and that's cool, but you might want something else. You might want to, like, it, it doesn't even have to be a tangible physical thing, right? It could just be I want to be able to get out of bed and feel good every day. That's cool mm -hmm. if you don't feel good every time you get out of bed or you don't want to get out of bed or you don't want to wake up. I've been there before. So what I want to do is really start from the point for you because we'll talk about the journey from when we decided to work together mm -hmm. to how you were able to, you know, do the internal work to actually really get yourself to that point where you really internalised it and I'll get you to share that because I think that's an important part, right? Because yeah. um, it's one thing to want something, to just make a decision, oh, I want to win an Emmy. And I remember yeah. those words that you said to me in our other mastermind with James Whitaker, which was the only, the, only, the only award eluding me is the Emmy. I think you said it a couple of times and I thought, oh, I can help you with that. I think I said I can help you win it. And you're like, what? What do you mean you can help me win it? <laughs> Didn't know you had experience in film. Um, anyway. Taking it back a bit, um, I'd really love to find out for you, because some people may not realise that you don't have uh, perfect hearing, correct? <laughs> Cochlear implants. Cochlear implants, right? 
So, you know, and, and that in itself, you know, I like my personal feeling is you could just decide, you know what, I've got a reason why I can't do certain things. You know, can, you can use that to have, be your crutch to go, well, you don't understand because you have perfect hearing. So this is why I can't do whatever it might be. That's never been the case for you, right? No. No. So, you know, and I, I know some of your family. I know your mum and I know your sister, Mahala, Suzanne, who's an amazing woman, um, you know, and I'm sure that's been a part of why you've been able to do a lot of what you're doing, you know, your mum and the support that you get. So what I'd really love you to start with is, you know, not necessarily, you know, the whole life story, but, for you, when you decided to go on this journey, you know, you started this career, which um, just remind me, what is your, what is your, well, not, not title, but what sort of work do you do? I do editing for uh, TV shows and films, and I do the IT as when I'm off season. Yeah. So is that um, video and audio? Um, yeah. So typically more like visual, like with film, I just edit picture, like, and I just make sure the audio is attached to it. Then it goes to a sound editor and they would do all the sound and music and stuff. But that's quickly the work I do. But you, you can still hear some, you can oh, hear yeah. audio. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had a conversation and stuff. Like that's when my hearing gets tested. Right. Um, there are times where I will have trouble and I'll get my family member or friend to, hey, can you tell me what this person's saying? And then... I just get better at listening for certain things like noise and stuff. Sometimes I don't hear it at first. And then when someone says it, I go, aha. So I learned to look out for that for next time I edit the project. Yeah. Awesome. So, and I really want to talk about, you know, the big picture ongoing, but before we get to that, what I want to, um, and why I was asking you what you do career wise is you made a decision at a certain point that you were going to go on this journey and learn this type of work. What was it for you? Like, why did you decide on that type of career? Why? Or like, um, so like, why did I start the career? Like why I yeah. went to film? Yeah. Um, funny story. Like I grew up watching movies with my dad and um, Cinderella was my, one of my favorite films of all time when I was a kid and we had issues with my implant. I had, big infection where I had to get, get it removed so I couldn't hear for a period of time. So I was really sad and depressed. I couldn't hear my favorite movie. And then over time, I just got really passionate for films because it, it taught me how to listen, how to like um, understand what's going on. Because when you're in the real world, there's no practice. This is what you get. With films, I can repeat watching it and like make sure I can understand what they're saying and get the story. So it's my way of learning how to communicate as well. So when I went to high school, I had a film subject with Mr. Watson and um, I loved it. It was a learning experience. Yeah, I had struggles with audio, but I had help around me to like learn how to, how to like deal with it. And um, when I graduated, my mom was like, what do you want to do? You should go to college and just, just go from there. And then I was like, well, film is my favorite subject. So I went to film school and then um, it just escalated from there. Like, my mom's like, we're moving to America. Do you want to come? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so when I came here, it was a whole other world. Like, I was, I didn't know anyone. No one knows what it's like to be deaf. So I was like, okay, now I'm back to square one. So I had to, like, 
network certain people. And then I just, I had really good mentors that really like took extra time to teach me. And once I learned something, that's it. Like I move on to the next step. So I keep improving my skills going up. And, um, and then cause my mom told me about manif manifestation such a young age, especially probably more in high school, it was easy for me to like attract certain things that will help me get to the next step. And that's what happened. It's just, it's like a domino effect. Everything was going so fast. Um, I met a producer that helped me got on TV shows. Um, and then it's just like one good thing after the other, just keep going and careers. Like I'm so happy. I'm so blessed. So, yeah. You know, um, I love that you shared that. And the reason I wanted you to share the backstory of sort of how you got into this career is what everyone should be thinking, right? And even if you have to start again, for me, I started again. I started again numerous times. But the point is you've got to do something that you love, right? You've got to do something you truly enjoy. And you, you discovered that from an early age that film was the thing that really inspired you and really, you know, you enjoyed it. So the, you went for that because you thought, well, I enjoy that. I suppose I'll go and do that. And it start, and because you do have a passion for it, it starts to build. It starts to get better. It doesn't mean it's always awesome, right? Like there are times I'm sure you're pulling your hair out. Think, what the hell am I doing? But, but, you know, but long term, this is why you've got to the point, right, where you've won some other awards. And when we met a couple of months ago, it was a case of uh, me hearing you saying the only award that's eluding me is the Emmy. And I thought... I can help you because Bob Proctor, who we've been learning information uh, about for the last three or four months uh, that you've been learning from, he had, a, he had a client or had someone come to him, uh, a man by the name of Phil Goldfine. And Phil, uh, when he met him, he was a producer, or still is, and he was a producer and he was only making like one film every couple of years, which is pretty standard, you know, for producers. And he was earning maybe couple of hundred thousand, you know, dollars a year, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, wasn't a lot of money. And Bob said to him when he met him, he said, you know, what do you really want? Like, what do you truly want? And Phil said, well, I want to win an Oscar. And he said, I can help you do that. And Phil's like, oh, okay. Oh, you can help me do that. Oh, he said, have you worked with other, other producers uh, who make films? And he said, no, no. So do you understand um, the industry? Have you worked within film or within the Hollywood, you know? Era? And he's like, no, I don't know anything about Hollywood. He said, I've watched a couple of movies in my time, but I don't know anything about it. And he said, well, how the hell are you going to help me win an Oscar? And he said, because, he said, just because I don't understand what you do for work doesn't mean I don't know how to help you win an Oscar. And so he went, he took him on the journey of understanding that it's not the physical work that we do, even though that's important, like you, you got to edit the movies so that you, or film, or, or was it TV or was it film, the show that you? Uh, TV. TV. So, you know, you had to edit the, uh, the we call it film done, where you had to edit the actual uh, video <laughs> so that you could, you know, be in the running, right? And it's the same for Phil Goldfine. He had to still make movies. He had to, you know, get movies together so that he could put himself forward for an Oscar, right? So you still have to do the physical work. So it's not about saying, don't do that, just focus on the inner work. But that's, a, that's the part where, like, our outside world is a direct reflection of what's going on in the inside. Mm -hmm. And for some people that might sound like that's a bit woo-woo, that's a bit weird, you know, but it's true. 
and you know it because your your mum certainly teaches that that information as well so you know we've got to work on the inside we've got to work on what is not working perhaps on the inside change some of our beliefs change some of our habitual behavior internally so we can actually make you know the changes in the external world and part of it is really focusing on what we want because a lot of the time you know when we've got things that aren't working when we've got issues when we've got problems it can cloud our the fact that we might want something and because we might i don't know about you but me i certainly wanted my i had all these different goals but i wasn't focused on one yeah. and that's what we're doing we're getting laser focused one the one thing that i heard you say you wanted was the emmy and i said okay well let's focus in on it let's really start to make it happen so what i'd love you to share is when when we went on that journey and i gave you some exercises to do like what happened like was there a feeling that you got into like how did it how did it kind of work internally did you have that feeling of being up on stage what what was it for you maybe give people an insight so when i started doing the manifestation i i i first changed my uh phone cover to um Emmy's picture and then like I would put um oh sorry there's like stuff on my phone um so I would have like a trophy and I would put like Emmy's 2020 and I would put the title that would win uh but that really helps because every time you look at your phone you remind of what your goal you want and when you think about your goal the energy around you just becomes there you go <laughs> yeah. Um, and I put like a little sentence on my mirror as well, so that every time I brush my teeth, I would read it. Um, to be honest, because I, I've done it for so long, I don't have to do a lot of work because you got used to, like, it gets easier and easier every time you do it. So that's why there was the only two things that I did. Um, and every time I get remembered about the enemies, I would like replay back what already happened as if it's not happen yet but like i'm thinking like oh i've got the like do a speech or like cry a little bit um and then what happens when you do that is that it, it makes you centered it makes you focus on like what you really want because when you don't have goals set on a piece of paper or somewhere you just get really lost and you just get overwhelmed so it's easier just to be focused and when you get focused you attract certain people or certain opportunities in your pathway and that's it's just like a domino effect and you take action too because every time you see it like oh i need to contact this person to see if this person knows this or can be anything and it's it's amazing how it works because it really works this one's like the emmys is like the official like proof like it does really work because i always think oh maybe it's my talent or i was just in the right place in the right time but it was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you said two things there um, that actually said three, but you said two things that I want people to really remember that you said. Number one, you said you take action, right? You get laser focused, but then you take action. And then the second part you said, when you take action, you attract because you're laser focused on what you want and you're taking action, you attract people, opportunities, circumstances that weren't there before. You know, and you think, oh, how did. How did that happen? Oh, that's because I did the work. And how fulfilling is it for you, like knowing that you've done this internal work to get this, you know, 
big external prize? Like, how did it, how did, like, tell us how you felt, like, and I saw the video, um, and it was emotional just watching how you reacted. Like, because that's the thing, right? Like, when you've run that, that pattern in your mind, like, because remember, we create things twice. The first time we create something, and this is what people should really understand, this is why Albert Einstein said imagination is more important than knowledge. And if Albert Einstein, one of the smartest people in the world at the time, is saying imagination is more important than knowledge, you've got to think, well, there must be something in it if he's saying it. And that's what it is, right? You got into your imagination. And so you've been through it. You've role-played <laughs> that feeling. And, of course, you didn't get to literally go up on the stage. It's a little bit different. But, you know, you still had that person reading out who is actually going to win the award as I've seen the video that he did, and then it was your name. And I, I remember your reaction was like, oh, my God, like you screamed your head off. You know, it was... It was, it was two categories I was waiting for, and the edited one, it didn't happen. I was like, okay, I'm still good. I'm still good. Let's wait for the director one, then we'll go from there. Um, and then when the director won, there was like, I think there was like 10 people. I was like towards the end, and they changed presenters. I was like, oh, no. I, I missed it or something like that. And then the first guy, the second person that came up, it said my name. Because I always, always like focus on their face just to make sure they actually said my name because I want to be like, yeah. Then I was like, oops, that's not me. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, and then when it really said my name, I was like, ah, like I, that yeah. feeling was like 10 times better than what I imagined. Like it was that shock, like, oh my God, I need, I need to like, Sit down for a second and and process what just really happened um but yeah I, because i worked so hard for so long and it's just that moment it's just like oh it's a fish. like that that really feeling um because i've been i've been focusing on emmys for two years yeah um, first year it didn't quite work out the project weren't ready but the second year i was like you know what i need to make it happen it needs to happen and i was able to submit two projects and then it's just that feeling you just like wow you worked it's so worth the journey is so worth it because that when you get that moment it's like oh you just want to like bow to yourself <laughs> that's it right and that, that's the that's the part i really wanted you to share is that like most of us um most of us when when great things happen we think wow how did that happen right i remember um i won this award which was Residential Salesperson of the Year for the whole of Victoria. Mm -hmm. um, and I won that in 2007. And even though I, I had, I kind of got, I got a, <laughs> I got an idea that I was going to win it. And I kind of went in with that feeling, right, that I'm, I had a feeling that I was going to win it. But I wasn't doing the internal work. So it was a little bit different, right? I hadn't actually worked for it. So when I won the award, I was, I was still shocked, but I, and I wasn't quite surprised, but I didn't have that fulfilled feeling like you did where you know you've done the work, like you did extra work to make sure that your name is called out, right? And I know you made two spots for your Emmys, uh, but maybe you just have to fill that up with an Oscar next year, maybe. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, but the beautiful thing that I want everyone to know, it doesn't matter whether it's an Emmy, it doesn't matter whether it's an Oscar, like, these things are great, you know, if you're in that industry, but it could be anything for you, you know, and it doesn't have to be a tangible thing, like a tangible award. It could just be feeling better. It could just be, you know, living where you want to live. It could be a relationship. 
any anything. But when we actually really understand that it's not the external stuff, even though it's <laughs> it's vitally important, but it's actually first of all like work on you, work on the inside, like make sure that you're ready internally. And then when you do receive it, like you have, like it's ten times better because you go, holy shit, you know, I really did properly work on externally, did the actual work, but internally I really really got into that feeling of having already got up on that stage even though it was virtual but got up on that stage and actually received the award you know and when you get the physical tangible product you can put up on your shelf i'm sure you're going to be you know on cloud nine again it's going to be another ecstatic moment but um you know the the thing that i love about you is it's not just about receiving an emmy it's not just about winning awards that's great you know and it's like it's a reward for the for the work that you've done, but for you, I know there's a bigger picture. And you mentioned before that you've got cochlear implant, mm-hmm. and and some people, you know, might realise obviously that's to do with hearing. But like when it happened for you, because some people may not have seen your original um, episode that we did, like you were one of the first recipients of that, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the first recipients of the cochlear implant. Oh, in um, North Queensland, Australia. North yes. Queensland. Yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, like for you, the journey is bigger because you want to actually be able to give back. Like you want to help other people who perhaps have hearing difficulties, cochlear, that, you know, they can do whatever they decide they want to do. Like don't treat your disability as a disability. Like, you know, you will find a way to actually make life happen. It can be as good as you want or it can be as bad as you want. But you, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know, you had the right support around you, but some people don't have that same support, you know. So it ha- this is like you've been given a gift, which is that, that understanding or knowing that you can actually do more. And so, yes, you're doing, you're doing stuff for you right now, which is helping yourself to actually get the reward for the service that you're actually doing in the industry. But long term your big goal is to actually uh you know go on stages and talk to uh inspire people and i I know your original thought was talk to other cochlear implant people but i reckon it's going to be so much bigger than that so much bigger you know that's my feeling yeah no i totally agree with you i i wasn't sure what audience would be but i would would love to target like young adults and teenagers that are unsure what to do because they saw like I don't know if I'm good for that. And I just wanted it to prove, hey, I'm deaf, I edit. You know, like, um, I just want to, like, prove to everyone, like, anything's possible. Yeah, the journey is not going to be, like, but there's always a way for something. And once you overcome them, you become stronger, you become more better as yourself and around you. Your quality of life improves so much because you're coming out of your comfort zone. Like, for me, if I didn't have the mom I had, I would be still in Australia, in my small town, working at Target. You know, I was so, I love to be comfort. Like, I, I like to be in my little space. But mom's like, no, you're going to follow your dreams. And like, so when we countries, that was like the most scariest thing I ever did in my life. I was so scared. But my family was with me, so I was able to like overcome my anxiety and hearing because everyone's accents are so different here so i was like all over the place like trying to hear understand everybody um it's just coming out of your comfort zone changes your life like i would still be at target 
today. I bet, I bet you. If um, so, I, I appreciate my mom very much for pushing me out of my comfort zone, and I know that a lot of kids like me don't have that kind of support. So I wanted to be that role model for them to, hey, you're not alone. Just you know, just start something small, and then just get bigger and bigger. And that's what I did. I just worked on something small project, and then once I feel like okay. I did something small, then let's do something a little bit bigger, and that's what happened. It just got bigger and bigger, um, and I actually worked on Gold Rush series for Discovery Channel um, a few months ago, and that was probably one of my scariest, biggest jobs I ever did. Before I was like freaking out, I was like, "Just breathe, just breathe. You got this. You've been training for this moment." And um, when I got the job, it was like the easiest thing I ever did. It was. It was what I trained for, and I was so proud of myself. And um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say to you. No, that's that's awesome. And you know, uh, and this is the thing, right? When we go on this journey, and you mentioned before about uh, small, like doing this step, doing this step, like we we do. And this this is where I think some people go wrong, is they just think, well, I need to be that. I need to be that already. Well, you can get to that, and you might even go further than that, like you have. I'm sure you've gone definitely further than target. But the point is that you, you, you take these small steps and you get better and you get better. You know, you're doing the repetition, right, of whatever it is that you decide to do. I've got a few people, by the way, I'm just going to stop what I'm saying for a second. I've got a few people watching this on Facebook. Hello to everyone um, who are saying some lovely things. Congratulations to you and, uh, and awesome. And... You know, and the point is, all right, that right now you have like a current vision of what that might be long term. But as you're doing these more steps, more steps as you go along, and this is for everyone to be thinking about, as we start to get better, we start to get more awareness, we, we get more growth, we go, wow. And I, I'm, this is why I'm, <laughs> I'm planting the seed for you. I reckon at some point you're going to go, ah, oh, I think I was limiting myself just thinking that I could help young people or people with hearing, you know, dis dif uh, difficulties. But maybe, maybe I can actually help anyone who goes, you know, I just don't know if I can do it. Well, you know, I know that feeling. And I thought maybe this is just all I could do, but, you know, this is how I did it. And I'm sure you're going to be able to share this journey on, on, a big, on bigger stages where you'll be telling people what it is that they can do. Like, you know, Yes, yes, you're special. We're all special, but you're not any you're not any different to anyone else. That like all it was is yes, you might have had the right support, but you made decisions. Doesn't matter. Sometimes it doesn't matter how much support you got. I know people who have got amazing support, like parents that absolutely. I'm talking about some friends of mine who don't do what they are capable of doing, and they have great support. Who like encouragement, you know, all those things but they're not doing it, right? They're not doing it because of their own limiting beliefs and they haven't got to that stage where they went, you know what, things need to change. I was doing it 40 odd years. You know, that's why my mission is to help, you know, my, the main people and like you, I don't think it'll just be this, but for me, it's like people who get to an older age who think maybe this is just how life's meant to be. No, <laughs> it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are either, you know, because that's, you know, and I, I love that you're thinking about the young people because that's where it starts. Like help people to get focused on what they want. That's all you did. You just said, I like film. I guess I'll do film. 
It was very simple, you know. It was just a very simple decision. Well, I guess I like film. I guess I'll go and study that. And you did really well. When I signed up for that, I had no idea what I was signing up for because they would say, oh, only one person will make it in your class. I remember a professor telling me that. I was like, damn. Like, I mean, I'm sure everyone, every industry has that kind of conversation. But I'm like, hell no. Something's going to happen for me. Like, so it was, like, interesting how professors are like that. And um, I just didn't know what I was signing up for. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to focus on something. I'm just going to focus on my class and see where it goes. And um, that's when the American move happened. And that's when I was like, okay, maybe I'll just – just, you know, play around. Like, um, I was so nervous all the time. Like, imagine the anxiety is like, and I was like, hi, hi. Um, but yeah. You know, I'm glad you said that anxiety, right? Um, I'm sure all of us have been through periods of our life where we're, we're anxious. And you just mentioned you're anxious all the time, right? And people think, how do you get to that level of what you've done now? And you're anxious all the time because it didn't stop you. You'd be anxious, but you'd still do something. Like you'd still move. You'd still take action. You know, yeah. you'd still do the things that you needed to do even though you were freaking out, you know. And that's, what, that's where some people don't keep moving. They let the anxiety, they let the stress, they let the pressure take over and they just they de debilitated. Like they actually procrastinate. They don't do what they need to do. And, you know, because people are so focused on doing it all. Like, don't worry about doing it all. Just do something. Just get, get moving. Do something. Um, <laughs> Weez is saying, um, I think she can. People like me. Um, oh, I think she's, because I said older people, <laughs> she's thinking people like me. No, not people like you, Weez. Um, but, yeah. Um, I got asked to speak at a cochlear panel before COVID and, I remember I was so nervous because it's, it's talking about my experience with the cochlear implant and there's all the seniors coming to find out what it's like to have a cochlear implant. Is it their choice? So I was like their guest speaker. And I remember driving there. I was like, oh, I want to turn around right now. Like I was so nervous. I couldn't eat that day. I was so nervous because I was like, because I'm representing cochlear for that day. And I was like, I want to turn around. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to my, I'm going to tell her like I'm too sick or something. But my mind's like, no, you are going there and you're going to go in front of the people and you're going to tell them about your experience. And I finally got there. Oh man, my anxiety was like, oh. and then um, by the time I got on stage, I was still nervous, but it kind of calmed down a bit after the seniors were asking me questions. And I was like, oh, I know that answer. And you just, it comes more like a conversation. And after that, I was like, oh wow, I'm so glad I did that because I would have regretted it if I just failed on it. Um, and it just gets, it's easier and not easier, but like it somewhat gets easier because you did something good, even though you were so scared and your anxiety was off the roof, uh, through the roof. And um, it just felt good because you helped, definitely helped some people in the group. Um, but you yeah, know, it was Do you know, um, I love what you said there because I've been in that situation as well where uh, where we can sometimes feel like, <laughs> what excuse can I come up with to get out of what I'm about to go and do, right? Because we're so freaking nervous, so freaking taken over by, um, by our feelings, our emotions of wanting to run. And, when, and especially for these, these type of situations where you're going to, well, not even actually, 
I had a situation where it wasn't even going and talking to people. I was in an environment where I was learning, but I had a day where I just did not want to be there. I just, my emotions were so like, I was so low and I had to use every ounce of, like, I had to find something from somewhere. But the only thing I kept telling myself is, you're not here just for you. You're not doing this just for you. Like you're doing this for all those potential people that you can help. You know, and that's, that's what I think most people when they come to me and say, what is, I can't figure out what my purpose is. And I say to them, don't worry about figuring out your big lifelong purpose. Just figure out what gives you meaning. And usually, like when I see people who are saying they're on purpose or living on purpose, it's because they're focused on, and it might not be right like immediately, like for you, what you're going to do, you're not necessarily doing right now, but you will be in a big way. And so your focus or your feeling is like at some point I'm going to impact like hopefully thousands, millions of lives, you know, where they can actually get the motivation, the inspiration to actually take action and do something in their life, do something that they maybe thought they couldn't do, you know, and that's what I had. I had that feeling like I did not want to be there. In fact, I was trying to think how can I go home? Like I was coming up with excuses I just kept saying to myself, you are not here just for you. You've got you to you find it. You've got to find a way to, like, pull yourself through it. And it was literally, like, we started at 6 a.m. and that feeling was there, the shitty feeling, until 10 p.m. at night. 6 till 10, I had to, like, get through the whole day. And I did really well. And some people said, I had to do this performance on stage. And people were like, that was amazing. How did you do that? And I was like, if you only knew what was going on in my head, when I actually did that performance, like, I did not want to be up on that stage doing it, but I made the commitment that I was going to do it. So I did it. And that's the point, right? Like when you make a decision and you commit to doing something, you do it. Even when you feel like I want to run away, you know, it's such an important, um, such an important ingredient or it, could, it should even be a core value that everyone should take through in whatever they decide to do is if I make a decision and I commit to do something, whether it be just a friend or whether it be, you know, for business, I'm going to do it. Yep. So we're coming towards the, uh, the end because <laughs> we've got to get on a, a client mastermind group as well with your team. Um, so what I'd love you to do is maybe leave people with an idea or something to think about that, that has been important to you or something that's helped you that you think, you know, I can pass this on. I, I should say, don't give up on yourself. Um, even though it, it takes, it can take time. Trust me, it takes me time. Like the Emmy took me two years, and the career I was aiming for took me four years. So it's, it just takes time. Just it's okay to have days where you don't do anything, as long as you're still thinking about it. So start something small every day. Like for me, I would do. I would like. Um, Learn a small lesson for my course, like for my editing. I would like just find something small just to get a little bit better each day um, because the end goal, well, it's not the goal, but the journey is, is, is amazing because when you look back, you're like, wow, that's what I accomplished. So just don't give up. Just keep going. I know it's, it's hard. I know it takes a long time sometimes, but it's worth it. Trust me. I want an Amy. So... <laughs> It's totally worth it. Just and if you ever feel like you're gonna give up, go back to your goals. Find out why you want to do those goals. Remind yourself why you want to do it, and 
part of it, what kept me going is that because I want to be a role model to other people so that I can prove that anything is possible. And that's what kept me going. Because there are times where I did get burned out from my job. I would, I would like, there was one time I did not touch a computer for two weeks because I was so burned out. But my mom was like, come on, you got this. What's your purpose? Yes, I want to be a role model to other people. So I was like, okay, I'm going to get back into it. And that's what happened. You just you got to have that big purpose behind you um, when you do your goals because, trust me, it is very easy to give up. Oh, I can tell you that for sure. Um, But just, I I, I guess that's all I could say. No, and look, it's good. And and I'm sure you do this and you mentioned your mum, but I'm sure there are other people when you feel like, you know, (laughs) I can't keep going, can't keep doing this, it's tough, you know, but asking for help you know, or even just having a talk to someone, like letting those emotions out. And then you get to the point, right, where you did and you just make the decision, I've got to keep going. What did, and look back at what, why did I start this journey? What am I actually doing this for long term? I love that you said the goal is not the goal. It's important to have goals, right? It's so important to have goals, but it's not about achieving them. It's about you actually enjoying the journey along the way. And then when we get to wherever it is we think we're going for this particular point, we then go, okay, what's next? What am I going to focus on next? Because it's, you know, this is where I used to say I was living a zombie existence for many years. It wasn't I wasn't doing anything good. It just I, was, I didn't have any true meaning because I wasn't doing any of that real internal work. I wasn't really looking at what's going on in the core of me. Like I, and I don't think you had as, <laughs> as many as me, but I had so many... Um, had so many, I was going to say demons, that's not the right word, had so many um, uh, diminishing factors with inside me, like I didn't have a lot of self-worth, I didn't have a lot of self-belief, but yet externally you wouldn't know it. This is, how, this is like a lot of people right out there. This is why with mental health people say, make sure you ask if someone's okay because people are putting on these fronts, right? Everything's okay, everything's cool, I'm having a good time. But internally, they are like dying, feeling like they're dying. They're not dying, but they're feeling like they're dying. They're having a hard time. And they just don't know how they're going to keep going. That's why we have suicide. So I love that you shared that. And, um, you know, I'm excited for the next chapter. Can't wait till you tell me what, what it is you're going to do. Because now you, you have to reset, you know. You have to go, what is next? Is it another Emmy? Is it an Oscar? Is it... You know, is it getting doing a TEDx talk? I don't know. Like you just have to make a decision of what it is you're going to move towards because then you start to do more work. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Crystal. I'm so super proud of you and I'm so grateful to be just, you know, one of, those, one of those people to help you, you know, and that's the thing as well is that we all, we all need help. Like I have multiple coaches. I've got four at the moment. I've got another one who reached out to me yesterday and said, hey, do you want to come work with me? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I've got so much on. But the point is, like, and this is what I do, and maybe what you do as well, like, ask yourself, does this have an ability to get me to where I'm going? Like, for me, it's like, does this have an ability to help me achieve my goal? The first thing. But, it, like, long-term, does it have an ability for me to grow into the person I need to become? And, and if it's yes, even when I feel like, oh, my God, how am I going to do it? I'll say Yes. Um, but you, you also need to be brave and say, am I taking too much on? Is it a no? Is it a no? So that is it. Thank you, Miss Crystal. I look forward to seeing you in, a, in about, what, 12 minutes in our group? Yeah. 
and I'm sure they're going to be celebrating with you as well. Maybe I'll put the song on again, or maybe I'll put on a different celebrate song. But yeah, thank you again. Thank you for trusting in me to help you with the, the part that I helped you with. And uh, you did it. You did it. The Emmy. Yeah. Can't wait to see it on your mantelpiece. And uh, yeah, and maybe the, the reason you didn't get the second one is because you really need to even it up with an Oscar. That's my feeling. That's my five year goal. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I reckon we'll shorten that, but we'll see. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. I'll see you in. I'll see you shortly. But thank you everyone for coming on and watching. I hope that is uh, that has helped or inspired. If you want to reach out to Crystal and ask her more questions, I'm sure she won't mind. Feel free to add her, Crystal Alexandria, on Facebook, and I'll see you very soon. And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Well, I truly hope you enjoyed this episode and remember to subscribe and click on the bell to stay tuned for the next installment. And remember, as I always say, leave at least one person today with the impression of increase. That means have them leaving you feeling better off having spent time with you than not. And hopefully that's exactly what I've done with you today.